All right, welcome back, everyone. We are excited to jump into another session on marriage. We're gonna talk about intimacy, attraction, and sex today, and they all work together. And so in doing that, I wanna establish that both you and your spouse, you think differently. Yeah. And though we wanna have intimacy, we want to experience attraction and we, we love the idea of coming together in sex that the way we process to get there is different. Yeah. The way we view sex is different. We both want intimacy and sex is pleasurable, but we think different and we have to, we have to be okay with that. Like I, as a guy don't want, in some ways I want you to think like me, but I'm glad you don't think like me. You're better off thinking like God created you and you are better off thinking the way God you know, the other way around. I'm right. good thinking the way I'm, yeah. I'm meant to think this way. I want you to think in the way God's you design, yeah. neither of us are broken, neither of us are wrong. And in coming together, we'll find intimacy. And there's some things about me that God put in me because it'll pull some things out of you. And there's some things in you that God put in you that'll pull some things out of me. And so we think differently. And some people think compartmentally, like everything has this nice little box. A they lot of guys very do. Ordered. Yeah, a, a lot, lot of guys, guys think are that way. way. But I wouldn't leave ladies out. Nope. Sometimes guys think very linearly, like, this is where we are. This is where I want to be. You know, we're on a date. And by the end of the night, I want to have sex with my wife. Like, there it is. Like, mm -hmm, what's, the, what's mm -hmm. the quickest, straightest road mm -hmm. there? And you may not think that way. Sometimes, mm -hmm. and again, this isn't me being, I don't think, insulting. I don't think. But sometimes ladies, or I should say, I shouldn't say ladies. I feel like I'm really getting my foot in my mouth in this. But, <laughs> but kind of like spaghetti, where it's like you're trying to follow that train of thought. And it, it does have a beginning and an I ending. I prefer. But it's all different and has it, it, turns it's, it's and It's all intertwined. So I can see that. I can not see. Not to be like, insulting. No, it's not. And a lot of women do think spaghetti. that way. It's delicious. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but a lot of women do think that way, not, and not just that way, but the idea of spaghetti is it's just all intertwined. You have a lot going on at one time. Another illustration that I prefer is that of a computer that has multiple pop-ups, multiple windows open that are running simultaneously. And so we're not just focused on one thing at one time, <laughs> but there are like 5 million different things going on in yeah. our brain at the same time. And that could be frustrating because if I want your attention or if I want intimacy or attraction mm -hmm. with you... You want my sole focus. I want your focus. Yeah. And you may have, like a computer, a random Nor up. Norton virus pop up, like 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 resubmit your subscription, right. you know, and, and you have to you have to close the pop ups. Close the pop ups to get And there. honestly, being vulnerable in this conversation, there are times where I'm thinking I'm being all romantic, and I'm like, hey, kissy kissy, huggy huggy, you know, and all of a sudden pop up, pop up, and you're like, did I pay for the kid's lunch today? Or <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> did I get the and I'm like, and you'd be Wait so offended. You'd be so, I, like, I am I so smooth right you. now. You should I be so into me right now. <laughs> Why are you thinking about your kid's well, lunch? I was that is into not you. going down the road that I was. <laughs> if you take it that way, exactly. that it's not going down that road. And I remember so many times you would get so hurt by that and mm -hmm. think that I didn't care, but I just think or differently you into me. or that I wasn't into right. you, but I was, but I just, that there's so much going on. We don't, I, a lot of women do not have the ability to just think linearly like you're saying or to yeah. just go down one path and we're closing a lot each of those pop-ups you're actually clearing the clutter so you can be more open yeah. and more so if you look at that at that in that way and in over the years you've been amazing to yeah. be honestly patient. the pop-up illustration really helped me because yeah. I was like, okay, we just got to click out some of those pop-ups. <laughs> this is part of the journey. So you were like, you were patient to sit there and to process through different things. Yeah. And rather than get offended, um, just help me close some of those thought processes. And um, 
that's been far more enjoyable. Yeah, it's just learning each other again, listening mm -hmm. to each other. But again, in, out of the sex conversation, you know, I just want to give another example that we just think differently. We want the same thing. We want intimacy. We want to feel attractive and traction. Um, we want that um, sense of, you know, closeness. Um, but I remember a time just it highlighted our differences on how we think differently, but want the same thing. When um, our son Daniel, he was probably three or four, and yes. he was he had a bunk bed, and he and we had another bed in the room across the room, and I watched him jump from one bed across the room to the other bed, and you were watching the kids. I wasn't home. You were home. I was with another friend that we yeah. were we were kind of hanging out with the kids that night. Hey guys, and both of us said to him, "Hey." If you're gonna jump, jump far enough Girls, so that you don't get hurt. What's wrong with this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> when you heard about that conversation, you were like, why didn't you tell him to- Not jump, don't not jump. Because I didn't want to go to the ER that night. Right. And in my mind, here we go. Here's a perfect example. We are both wanting the same end result. Safety. Safety for our son. Yours was don't jump. Mine the was- The right way, the clear right conclusion. The, clear the jump, right? <laughs> Just jump far enough. And again, we both wanted the same thing thinking different. It's another example that we're just different. Yeah. And then I remember one another one that came to mind was we were going shopping. We'd agreed to spend, it was a yeah. hundred dollars. I like, had a hey, hundred dollars to spend. Yeah. Come and we on, get girls. into the store and they immediately give us a coupon and it says, spend a hundred dollars. Favor of the Lord right there. Get $50 back. And uh -huh. I thought to myself, and I think many guys would agree, awesome. I just saved $50. But the way you processed it. Oh, I've got 50 more. You have 50 more dollars to spend. And I'm <laughs> yes. thinking we couldn't be more different. Now, some girls could think like you on that illustration. Some guys like me. It does, But we think differently. But God put us together that way. He yeah. designed us to be different. And that's what the word helpmate even means is just somebody with an opposing viewpoint. Yeah. So it, it, we're supposed different. to be different. And that's going to be part of God's design. We're going to get into that, that in exploring each other's differences and learning how to communicate and even get to, not get to sex, but in that journey of sex and that journey of being close, that we're discovering, listening, paying attention to, adapting to our spouse. And that's really creating the intimacy. It's yeah. not just about it's all the sex. So two stereotypes to get rid of right away in this sex conversation is that all he wants is sex yeah. and all she wants is to be loved. I feel as if that's too simplistic. And if a guy thought about it, though, yes, sex is pleasurable. He wants to have sex. He, if he's honest, wants that intimacy too. He wants to be close. And in his mind, maybe that's the means. Maybe sex is the avenue to that closeness. It's not that he doesn't want closeness, right? but that may be part of that. And it's not that she doesn't want sex. Right. It's that she wants to be loved, not just used right. or just, uh, you know, Right, right. Whatever. She does. And God did create men and women both for to enjoy sexual intimacy. Huh. So women have that desire and have that, um, enjoy it as well. So there's an idea out there that it's just about the guy, but it's not. And so to take, but, but, but yes, there is the idea that's there a lot of times that might be, well, she doesn't want that. No, she does. She just wants to be loved and have that non-sexual touch, have all of her love languages being spoken as well. Um, she wants to experience that closeness. She wants to have that intimacy as well. But there may be just some pop-ups and other things that yeah. if, and if to work if on. I, as the husband, don't get offended at that and don't view it like she's making me work 
Mm-mm. for this or jump through hoops. She's manipulating. No, what if it's just a journey? What if it's just a process of helping her get to a place that she feels close and open? And also going on the journey as a man, it's opening up things on the inside of Correct. you as well. So it's not just about getting to sex. God's very wise, right? And how he wired us up. Correct. And so it causes you men a lot of times to communicate more, to um, open up more, maybe to stop and be sensitive. And so that it causes a deeper level of intimacy yep. as well. And it pulls things out of you. There's growth and there's communion and there's, there's community and there's stronger unity in the middle of that when you both go on that journey. Yep. So the truth is they both want to be loved. They both desire intimacy. They both have ways they believe are the path to get there and to show love and intimacy. And that's where we're like, the guy isn't trying to not be intimate. He's thinking, I am showing love. I am showing intimacy. She's thinking a different way. And it's us going on this journey together. So um, we talked a little bit about, um, in the last episode, about an example of a, someone who said, I was just not into my husband anymore. I'm not attracted to him. Um, what do you do about that? Right? What if I'm not attracted to my spouse or not interested? So before we get into the idea of intimacy, what about that thought and that cultural, like, I'm just not into them anymore. They've gained weight. They don't look like the people on TV anymore. What if I'm not into my spouse? I'm well, not attracted. There's a scripture that comes to mind that I think you're going to read in a little bit about letting yourself be satisfied mm-hmm. by your spouse, yeah. right? And so there are some practical things that we can do as well to allow ourselves to um, be satisfied with our partner, with our spouse. And so even the right actions bring right emotions. We talked about that. Um, rather than waiting to feel certain things before you're mm-hmm. before you're attracted to them, doing things that, like whether it's um, dancing together, listening to romantic music, or writing cards, or sending the text messages, doing things like that help you sowing seeds sowing towards seeds attraction. Sowing seeds toward it. Yeah, yeah, all that's powerful. Even though you don't feel it. Remember what we said earlier right actions, right right emotions. So you start sowing seeds that will create feelings of attraction again. The Bible talks about that to the church in Revelation. It says, you've lost your first love. He said, the way to get it back is to go back and do your first works again. Yeah. Didn't say that you had to feel it, but yeah. you go f- function as if. And that's a powerful thing because we don't, we that our culture uses that as an excuse not to, an excuse to step out of our marriage. So it is a change in mindset. It's a change in the way that we think. We think, oh, I'm not feeling it. I must be fallen out of love right. and I don't need my spouse anymore. But rather we cultivate that. We That's the work of marriage. We work towards bringing that attraction back. But the other thing is, is we see what we're looking for, right? And so if we're not yeah, looking for the attractive things yeah our spouse, we're going to not see those things. We're going to see everything that could potentially be wrong with them. Train yourself to nitpick them. You're going to see all all the things. But the truth is, is your spouse is created by God and they are incredible. And so start looking for the things that are amazing on the inside of them. And even if you have to start small and say, Hey, you've got a great smile. Do you know what I mean? You begin to build on that, but you, you've trained your mind so yeah. much to see all of the negative and to nitpick, 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 and to not be satisfied. So now it takes work to start to see all of the good, to begin to, to see, um, the, the attractive things about your spouse to teach yourself to, you have to train your mindset. That's renewing your mind. Mm-hmm. We've, we've yeah. sown seeds towards discontentment for so long. Now we have to sow seeds toward, um, contentment. contentment. Uh, we've learned over the years that a person ends up seeing what they're looking for. Think about that. 
If you're always looking for what they're doing wrong, what they're doing wrong, if you're always looking for what's wrong with them, you'll not see what's right with them. Right. You see what you're looking for. Also, words are important. You know, start with your words, right? The life and death are in the power of the tongue. So make a decision to begin, like you had said, finding reasons you're thankful for them, finding reasons um, that they are are uh, attractive or compliment, start complimenting, genuinely complimenting and getting into that habit. You'll be surprised how it begins to change the way you see the world. That's powerful. Absolutely. All right. Some dangers in attraction and some habits and sex and things like that, that we want to talk about is, is number one, never be, uh, never compare. We said never yeah. compare. When we compare, uh, our spouse to another spouse or another woman or another, or another man, person. another person, yeah. Typically what happens in comparing is we're comparing our spouse's weakness with someone else's strength. Mm, and that's never that going to win. Say that again. Whenever you fall into comparative reality on that, spouse to spouse, human to human, wife to woman, whatever, what's going to happen is you're going to see something in another woman that they're strong in. It's their strength. And you're going to compare that strength to your spouse's weakness, and they'll lose every time. Yeah. That's not fair. The truth is you don't live with that person, yeah, so you no. don't know their weaknesses. So in your fantasy, they're all strengths. Right. And if you lived with them, they have weaknesses as well. Absolutely. And you don't know how you would react. You don't right. know how that would affect your attraction. But when you begin to compare, I wish my wife would look like them. Or my husband. Or my husband was more like him. I wish he acted more like him, whatever. Whenever you get into that comparative thinking, you're always going to compare your spouse's weakness to someone else's strength. The reason they caught your eye was because they were strong in something. Right. Right. It wasn't because they were weak. Right. Right. It was their strength that attracted you in that area. So you have to to nip that in the bud. Do not allow yourself to compare. And the enemy will make sure that there are plenty of people, if you're looking, if you're discontent, if you're sowing that seed of discontentment, yeah. people that you want to compare your spouse to will, like whether it's on this big screen, they'll come around because the enemy will make sure yeah. that you have somebody to look at to try to compare. To make you and, dissatisfied. And to continue That's, that's to, really the trick of it. Yeah, to, to make you continue to make you dissatisfied with your spouse. Yeah, and it doesn't, it's not just sexual. Like I just want to be clear on that. Um, it could also be comparing their gifts or natural abilities. Yeah. Like some men may have a more nurturing, natural nurturing side. And you may wish your husband was more like that guy, right? Um, But your husband has strengths about him that may be that person. So I don't want to just leave it like sexual attraction. It could be emotional things. It could be sensitivity things. And the devil will use anything to get you. Because again, it's not just about sex. It's about intimacy, attraction, and sex, this whole yeah. conversation. So yes, you mentioned it before, but it's found in the book of Proverbs, and I'll read it to you uh, in the book of Proverbs, chapter 5. Um, this is something that the Lord brought to me years ago that I've just kind of kept it in my spirit, and I bring it out to kind of help individuals. But it talks about a young man who gets tempted away uh, by lust, by temptation, a prostitute, um, who's just wooing him into committing um, fornication or adultery, sex outside of marriage uh, with her. And the Bible is very clear that um, not to go near her house. Verse 8, chapter 5, Proverbs 5, verse 8, uh, it says, Don't go near her house. If you do, you will lose your honor You will and will lose to merciless people all you've achieved. And it's just this warning that when you get into adultery, when you get into uh, these affairs and all this stuff, how many years, how many homes with years of positive, it, it just destroys 20 years of, of home. 
you know? Yeah. It just, and it, I've seen careers, even especially for, uh, people in ministry, you know, where, you know, they get 20, 30 years of ministry in one, you know, one relationship, one moment, one night, you know, of unfaithfulness because you fed that temptation, you fed those fantasies, you fed all that. And the Bible says you're going to give all those years away to the merciless and there'll be no compassion. You know, it's just that that judgment comes in. So there's a warning there, like yeah. be faithful to the wife of your youth or to the husband of your youth or to your spouse. Stop. Don't let yourself look outside for satisfaction. Don't let yourself be tempted by her, the Bible says. Don't even go near her house. Don't believe her seduction because something in this young man was thinking, believing a lie that she was sending, right? Yeah. And the Bible's saying, I'm warning you, I'm warning, I'm warning you. You're going to destroy your house. You're going to destroy your life. It's going to end in death. Um, but the Bible's not saying don't be sexual, don't be intimate. It was like it, the, what the Bible's telling you is just go all in in your marriage. Yeah. Be completely attracted and sexual and intimate in your marriage, um, but keep it in your marriage. You yeah. will be happier. You will be safer. Your home will be protected. You will be protected, and you'll experience greater satisfaction inside of your marriage. So the Bible says in verse 15, talking about marriage and intimacy, it says, drink water from your own well. Share your love only with your wife. Don't give it away to anybody else. Why spill the water of your springs into the streets having sex with just anyone? Yeah. You should reserve it for yourselves, you and your wife. Never share it with strangers. Let your wife be a fountain of blessing for you. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. She is a loving deer and graceful doe. Let her breast satisfy you always. May you always be captivated by her love. And I remember reading that one day, and it just hit me, that phrase, let her breasts be satisfied. Let her breast satisfy you. Let, and I was just thinking to myself, like, you have to let yourself be happy yeah. with anything. Yeah. You know, it, it had nothing to do with the size, the shape, whatever. <laughs> my voice cracked. That's a really appropriate <laughs> place for my voice awkwardly <laughs> crack. It has to do with nothing can make you happy. You know, a car can't make you happy. A, a promotion can't make you happy. You still have to choose to say this is satisfying this this makes me happy she makes me happy he makes me happy and it's not about her changing something about her physical body it's not about her going for surgery or him doing this or that it's it's something the bible is trying to say it's a decision yeah and if you let yourself be satisfied with each other you'll find yourself satisfied you'll find intimacy you'll find all that attraction and i talked about this in our in our class you know, you can go through years of history, of Renaissance art, you know, of historical, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, tr you know, magazines or movies, and you can see it where every 10 years, it seems like the ideal body changes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for a female, if you look back in Renaissance art, hey, curves cur were in. Curves <laughs> were in, right? And some skinny mini yeah. something yeah. was like, they must not be very prosperous because they can't afford food. We mm -hmm. like this one. A little bit more round, <laughs> little more shapely. Round. Yeah. Right. And then you go into certain different generations where no, skin is in, or skinny is in. And then, you know, then you changes again. And, and you find... And culture, different cultures, cultures have changes, different... Right. You got, I'm not going to get into which culture has which, <laughs> which <laughs> probably a good designated idea. things. But the truth is, yeah, the point is, it's not about big this, little this, change this, change that. The human being is able to be attracted 
to their partner. It's a natural thing. It, it, and, and if you compare it to cultural, generational, you're going to be miserable because you're always trying to compare and change and keep up. your body and keep up. And you think that your happiness is in the future if you changed. Well, and that's kind of disheartening too, because you're going to age. Absolutely. Right. As you're in your, in your marriage. And so you can't maintain ideal. And even after having kids, there's things like my body, you know, I was well, we're, it's totally different now because I just had babies. It's not going to ever go back to the way that it was before. But that's part of the journey. So, And again, if, as a husband, there's beauty in the new season and in the new is. look that you have. It's beautiful because it's you. Yeah. And that's how we have to start thinking and saying, even speaking it over one another, like you are beautiful like this or the way you are. I'm handsome mm -hmm. just the way you are. And you begin to believe yourself. Not that you're lying, but it's just, it's not about the outside. It's you're attractive to one another. Yes. Um, if you allow yourself to let her be attractive, let him be attracted yeah. to you. Um, and again, that's a work in marriage too, because that's counterculture. Because people often say, well, I'm just not attracted anymore. Well, it's... It, it's our responsibility. We can allow ourselves, right? We, we teach ourselves. I and mean, there's, there are things that we can do to make sure that we take care of ourselves. Yeah. So we'll put a little caveat in here about that. Go ahead. Yeah. That you, you do your best. I mean, you want to be healthy because you want to live a long life. So, so far as it concerns you, it's a good idea. It's, it's honoring to yourself, but also to your spouse to take care of yourself, right? To Yeah. So what healthy. we're not saying is just eat, go crazy. You know, eat everything you want, have five pizzas a don't night. Don't brush your teeth. And, and you're don't supposed do to be attracted your, don't take a shower. to me. Yeah, no matter what I do or don't do. <laughs> no, there's know, a that, There is a balance. And yeah, yeah, you're again, you're honoring your spouse by saying, yeah. I want to take care of myself and be the best version of myself. Again, that's different for every person. Absolutely. And there is no such thing as perfection. Absolutely. But yes, you do, you steward your bodies as best as you can and, yeah. and also to honor your spouse. And, and, it, and I, I like what you were about to say there. I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off on that, but you still dress up for me occasionally when we can. You st you've always taken care of your hair and your, 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 you know, just the way you dress. Like if, if, if you were just in like sweats and like a baggy t-shirt all the time and, you know, just never dressed up, like it bless, it's a blessing. So when we were dating, you would always try to look your best. Obviously you live together now. You can't always look like you walked out of a magazine or something. I mean, you know, you wake you know. up together and there's bad breath, right? You gotta <laughs> take care of those kind of things. But at the same time, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's one way and there's different seasons of life that we go through. So when the kids were little, I mean, I was doing good if I got a shower every couple of days, right? Yeah. There's those seasons, but there's uh, grace for those seasons. You do your best, yeah. you know, and, um, you take care of yourself as much as you yeah, can. And there's different kinds of beauty too. I, we, we can get lost in that conversation, but it, you know, wearing jeans and putting on something comfortable can be very attractive. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be like we're going out on the town, but the idea behind it is do your best with what you have Absolutely. and don't don't take take each other for granted. You honor each other. Um, we, I would also add into that conversation about investing financially into taking care of your physical appearance, right. that that's not a waste. Because again, this is all about attraction, intimacy, attraction, and sex. And if your taste and preferences for husband and wife, like I've always wanted you to invest in, if you wanted to get your hair done, if you wanted to get nails or something, to me, it wasn't a waste of money. It was something that I... I know what I like and I want you to be able. And so what happens is, again, these things come from years of conversations with people where mm -hmm. a husband who, again, that whole mentality of it's my money and I give her just a little bit here or there or whatever. Um, 
it's like if you if you don't allow your spouse to take care of themselves or do things Invest. and then you wonder why they're not attractive and then you're attracted to the person that is taking care of themselves and, and putting the money, money cuz yeah. it's not cheap nope. i mean they're as you age and Listen, stuff yeah. the beauty budget grows the older we get yeah. there's just hands down it has to be <laughs> there's, there's that way. creams and there's lotions creams and, and lotions miracle <laughs> creams miracle <laughs> lotions absolutely procedures but you, if you're sitting there <laughs> saying no we i'm not going to put any money in that then you're left with that and, and i use the illustration of a car not that women are cars, I don't mean that, Thank but <laughs> in, in in talking to the guys in the room, it seemed like it made sense. Like if you have this beautiful car and you want to take care of it over time, you know that car is going to take money. You know that car is going to, it takes money to paint it. It takes money to, you know, keep it, you know, keeping it, you know, shining and all those things. And you would, you would be ridiculous to think that you could leave that car by itself and it stay looking the way it needs to look or that you want it to look. Just by leaving it, it's going to take work and it's going to take investment. And you have to be willing to invest in each other, even physically, like in their in their taking care of themselves. Uh, our friend Derek in England, so funny. He said, if the barn door needs painting, paint it. <laughs> I just thought that was a great way to... <laughs> well, and not just like financially, but time, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're going to go work out and yeah. allow your, your spouse to like invest in their... in in um, taking care of themselves that way, eating healthy takes more money, all that stuff to invest as well. So we've talked about today intimacy, attraction, and sex. Yeah. We've gotten a little bit into intimacy and how we think and process, a little bit into attraction and, and how attraction is a choice and something that we invest in. In our next episode, we'll dig deeper into the actual um, sexual part and kind of what to steer clear from, how to make that beautiful, and how to really treat one another. So we look forward to our next episode where we d d dive deeper into, I guess, sex talk two, maybe? Intimacy part <laughs> Intimacy two. Intimacy part two. Maybe that's better. All right, we'll see you then.